we're live. Hello and welcome, everybody. Hopefully you're having a great goddamn day. I'm your host, The Baked Potato, from the Crypto Yams Discord and the Triple Confirmation Discord. I'm joined today by Jay, the roundhouse man himself, my friend. Oh, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> man, what price action we had, though, huh? You know, we had a... Uh... Um, you know, a little bit of a, a crash over the, the weekend here, huh? Absolutely. I mean, 90% of that crash came in yesterday. We haven't seen towards a 15% dump in quite a long time over the course of one day. I think it's been upwards of a year. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, I think this was really, you know, as uh, a level of dump that we haven't seen in a long time. So, yes. Very much, we're approaching the critical, critical major support level here, my friends. As we know, you know, coming down into 20 to 22 is still okay for the macro bullishness overall shenanigans. But to go below 20 or to start closing consistent dailies below 20 puts us at big risk of potentially going all the way back still to 13 or 12 or even 9. And I, you know, I hate saying this. How bonkers is that, man? It's bonkers. It's absolutely ludicrous. Because it's because it's actually feasible now. Months like a year ago. Nah, nah, we'll never get down there. You remember the conversations? Oh, if we get to 27 or 23 or whatever, I'm going to buy so much. Yeah, if I ever get that chance again, when it was at like 55K. Yeah, dude. We, I mean, yeah, we've been talking about retracing to twenty four. What feels like forever. Uh huh. It's finally a reality. You're absolutely right. Most people are going to push this off and probably not pick up Bitcoin in and around twenty. Which I'm not saying. You know, I'm not saying you should. At this point, we still need to see some of the critical things hit a bottom, turn around, and pick up from there. But I mean, you know, we're that's the thing. There's not much support underneath of this 20K level. 20K puts us at, I guess it's 19,500, puts us at that previous all time high. We have a bit of resistance support sending back here in November of 2020. Other than that, I mean, the true major support level of this macro is going to be down here at like a 10.9 big ass 200 EM SMA, historically always the last support. Exactly. Where is the 200 SMA coming in right now, Commander, if you don't mind? Uh, it's at like 22.3, I believe. 22.3, okay. That makes sense. Tune in in a couple of months for a conclusion, yeah. And hey, check it out, actually, too. Uh, ben Cohen, the the YouTube guy himself. Uh, yeah. I love uh, watching his videos. He's, he's got some really informative stuff. And he did sure. point out that actually in the last uh, dump we had, really, like, you know, March 2020, we actually retraced to the 300 weekly and bounced off the 300. I'm like, who even looks at that? Smart money. But yeah, no, that's that's pretty crazy. That's unprecedented, right? Like, I don't think we've done that very much in history. Yeah. We've blown past. And you, sorry, did you say March 2020? Like for the Black Swan event dump that we had? Yeah, that, that bottom there coincided with the 300 weekly SMA. Well, I mean, that makes sense. You know, we overextended like crazy and we dropped so fast that the 200 just did not have the girth, you know, to hold us up. No. And we'd be looking for the next major, you know, the next major thing. Like, what else is there, right? 
No, like you just start jumping up in numbers. You get to 300, the 400, the whatever, like the, the, the hopium. Exactly. Yeah, stock market dump adding on to this whole shenanigan thing. The biggest thing that I see right now is that, you know, as bad as this has been, we haven't even broken the structure of the triangle. And either the triangle on the wolf pack or the falling wedge on the price action in the weekly. So, I mean, in technicality, this could get a whole lot worse or a whole lot better very soon. As you can see, the volume and the amount of sell pressure that's come in has been a lot. We haven't been down at these levels of the, of the money flow since 2019. And the previous time before that was 2015. Now we have definitely pushed, you know, much more money flow into this thing. We're, we're at about, what is it, negative 40 to 45, and we've gone down as low as negative 60 as far as a weekly goes. So there's still about, you know, probably another 30% of what we've dropped that's possible here without, you know, ex essentially breaking the structure of this or this and retracing back through the major key level supports. Like I said, like 20 is really our last opium hurdle here to keep us up in this range and hopefully keep the overall macro structure bullish on this whole thing. I know you were talking about a support line that goes back to, how did you have yours drawn? I believe you had it like starting at support in 2011 and then coming up here to the one. Yeah, just literally the, the, the lowest of lows. On, on the points, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, eyeballing it here. Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're riding the title of that support, if that's the case. Like, yeah. there's, yeah, it's not looking great, my friends. The biggest thing that I'd be looking for right now is, I mean, more midterm macro signs of turning around. If we could get some sort of confirmed weekly bullish divergence, which, of course, you know, we, we had the chance of doing a week or two ago, and we've started to see rejection now. The problem that I, that again, I'm seeing is that the rejection is happening right at support, you know, right at freaking support. So it's either going to break with heavy volume and really, really turn into something terrible here for continuation to the downside, or we're going to flip. We're going to overextend. We're still going to create a divergence. We're going to see the green dot hit. We're going to see the money flow turn back up, the wolf pack turn back up, and we'll hold here. Um, that might be a very bullish type of situation for Bitcoin here. If we can essentially validate the falling wedge and the, and the support of the falling wedge, even if we push through, if we only spend a day or two down around 20, we find major support, we find buying pressure really heavy in that zone, and we can continue then pushing and closing above. Right now, it's about 25,200 um, in maybe a week or two, depending, you know, maybe a little bit closer to 24.8 or 24.5. But otherwise, we really, we really need to see the weekly closes back up into those mid-20s if we're going to hold this whole thing and not take a ride down into some of these prior levels being... 13, 5, 12. It's hard to even say the numbers, isn't it? I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It doesn't feel real, you know? But like, this is this. Oh, you look at ETH and how fast 
it got chunked down the last couple weeks. Ethereum, Ethereum uh, had some pretty good confluence for this coming too, for sure. The ETH BTC chart looks like dog poop on like a weekly and higher. It just looks absolutely horrible. Um, it looks like a big fat distribution pattern. And we broke out of a triangle that Ethereum Bitcoin was in for over a year. Yeah, you pointed that out like a month and something ago. The ETH BTC. I remember pointing out when we were in the triangle, and that was back in January. Yeah, we were still in it. We tried one more time. Um, here, let me. Uh, I don't know. You, you might appreciate this. I'm trying not to just talk too much about like numbers and technicalities or technicals on a podcast, but I still find this really interesting. How well this just literally played out. Um, so we had our triangle that we uh, Ethereum Bitcoin when it pumped right. We were bouncing between. We broke above it twice, only to eventually break down from break down below it. For the first time, we closed the weekly out at the end of May, that candle. So we officially closed down below it for the first time. Then uh, a couple candles later, well, we had the uh, the weekly low at like 0. 0.055 ETH BTC. And we closed our weekly below that one. And that just gave us fuel for the fire to come down further pretty much once we closed beyond that. So we actually put a lower low on the macro uh, and broke broke and closed below this range. And so from here, I mean, really, if you just take like, you know, I just did a Fibonacci pull from the bottom to the top, really. And our 382 extension is around like 0.046. What is that, like 15% down from here? Um, you know, but I mean, we have... We might come down to this 0.5 fib level. Is that 0.0378? You know, that's like another 40% down from here or more. You know, I mean, it's it's definitely possible. So just like some perspective on that. It's kind of crazy, but it makes sense why ETH did what it did. You know, I mean, Bitcoin was trying to hold the summer low at like 28,000 for forever, right? Well, Ethereum has been below, you know, 1700 for a while days comparably you know so it's like ethereum is just pricing this all in already before bitcoin pretty much and the head and shoulders is complete yeah yeah we're actually below the previous all-time high on ethereum isn't yeah it's just it's so crazy saying that sentence i know i i know man i mean you tell someone that they would have been able to buy ethereum back under or around a thousand dollars again a year ago they would have laughed at you you know they (laughs) they're not going to take that seriously no Yep, dominance is doing its thing though. Bitcoin dominance is still just kind of moving up here, you know, slowly but surely. It may have stops along the way, but I think Bitcoin dominance is going to move up, you know, another seven points, fifty-three percent, fifty-eight percent, even. I think before we put in the high, like a local low or local high on this move. Yeah, we definitely can, and definitely probably will. I just want to reiterate again that there is still support between now and twenty. That's not enough on its own to be, you know, taking positions or anything. We really need to, to see some sort of daily divergence confirm or work its way back into TC before I'd even like consider taking a long starting entry at this point. Obviously, the previous starting entry, you know, was stopped out and or closed um, just with the way the conditions went. And I mean, you know, we TC'd on multiple, multiple different time frames. That would have told you to either reshort or just just to get out and and wait for a better opportunity. You know, when we rejected 32 and turned back down, like I said, the real thing that pushed us over the edge was that close 
below 28,500. Once that happens, you can see the impact of the next day, right? This candle closed to 27.3, which was below that 28. This was 28,600. The next day closed below 28,500 and just big fat push. Bye. Yeah. So for the time being, I really like, I think that some of these shorter time frames are overextended. Like the four hour here does feel uh, either pretty much right at the end of this push or maybe close enough that, you know, we're, we're probably still going to hit around 2120, then get some sort of short relief bounce, just because I don't think that the percentage here of these moves has been equivalent. Yeah, so I mean, I still think that potentially closer to 20,500 is a very real possibility here before we start to potentially try and see some recovery from, you know, bear flag type of environment move. It's usually how it goes. I believe we've seen that multiple, multiple times in the past. So yeah, I would be expecting a little bit more. We've only seen about a 30% fall here from 32 so far. So another 5% down from this point is very real, very possible. And man, like I said, like there is still hopium for the long term. It's just, it's not looking great. It's really not looking great at all. I think it's important that we take a quick look at the S&P just to make sure, you know, to, uh, check what's going on in the rest of the overall space. Let's take a little looky here. Yeah, I mean, we've fallen uh, about 150 points today so far already. I actually warned about this. I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I warned about this funny thing is uh, in the stream. And I made a video, but no one watched it. So I was like, yeah, the S&P is not my thing. But yeah, pretty much we had a close that looked like garbage. And you, we talked about it on this uh, Friday session. Remember, they stuck us on a cliffhanger and just watch what they're going to do. Yep. Yep. The, the cliff has been hung and we've been left to dry. So as far as fractals go, I mean, obviously, we started rejecting here instead of continuing to push through rejection off of major what was resistance we hoped for support at the moment we're not seeing support right? we're seeing rejection we're seeing pushed back through yeah not a great type of thing not a great type of thing at all you can see that the momentum is starting to pick up almost in a way that we're we're falling in a more declined type of fashion so as far as that daily looks it's not great. Weekly could potentially re-triple confirm back down here with the red dot confirming in four days, potentially. So if things really don't change this week, we may be looking for a whole summer of continuation to the downside. I don't love hearing myself, but that's the reality of the situation. We've got you know, a rejection almost essentially off the zero line, off of the major what was support. That's really not good. This was the zone that they had the chance to to keep us going for the next while. And potentially what this is showing us is that the strength is so weak, you know, that like even just consolidation over the next year or two would may not work. They can't even keep us going sideways. Until then, the monthly TC just keeps doing its work. It's uh, even in our last bear market, like when we got down to like thirty three hundred dollars, right, that, that fall off the cliff. We still hung down there for like five months. Bitcoin price did, right? And we got that green dot at like 3,600. Like, so, you know, if, if, you're, uh, if you're in TC, you know, 
if you know the strategy, at least at least wait for like a monthly like a a signal, you know, something because it because otherwise, you know, it's telling you what to do pretty much, and you might as well listen to it. Yeah, I think it'll tell us that there'll be value between twenty five and twenty eight hundred on the S and P because that's where I see it going. That's uh, yeah. I, I mean, think that'll we... be panic. Wow, the world is over, and I think that's the zone to three grand. No worries. Like I think that's actually where it's going. But in terms of like, if I want to be scooping shit up, mm-hmm. pain is like twenty five hundred, twenty eight hundred. Like, yeah, I agree with you, Po. I mean, that's from here. That's a thirty percent dump. It puts us right back to this uh, key level support that we've been holding on to for the last couple of years. But I mean, the the big major supports way, way, way lower, way freaking lower. Like this, this is all good and dandy. Um, but there's definitely some worse moves to be had potentially with this S and P. It would be first kind of key level that we'd hit if we were to continue falling through this zone. Please go ahead, interject. Were you gonna say, Peel? Oh, yeah, completely. Like. It, it re- the market's really being led by the Fed right now because, like, it's it's kind of like it's a storm as the only tail lights that they can see. You know, all the markets are really messed up today, all over the place. Bond market, um, developing markets, energy markets, like oil was up, gas was sideways, if not down. And, you know, people are just looking at the Fed, and now the Fed are kind of. I think stuck in a zone where they're like, can we actually increase that much? You know, um, because they're going to tank the stock market. So they're looking at the same trend lines here. Everyone is, you know, that's why pattern cleared, I believe. And they might go more aggressive now so that they can have the opportunity to low ball a rate hike in autumn. Um, or they might panic now and say, hey, look, we'll do 0.25 instead of 0.5. You might get a bit of a bounce in the market, but what I'm saying essentially, yes, I, I think it's the market's been completely led by the Fed right now. Um, but I do believe that I think it's after, yeah, four cons- four consecutive CPI prints that were well ahead of expectation. Inflation are running around eight and eight, eight and a half percent. Like if a CPI comes in that shows inflation tapering off, you know, um, I think the market will react fairly bullishly to that now. I'll post something I found very interesting about inflation Elliott waves. And the first wave is when middle-income earners don't really notice it. So I think that's already happened. Um, it looks like we're in the middle of the second wave. Um, but anyway, I'm saying too much here. Um, but yeah, just my analysis of the Fed. Just don't not pay attention to that. And get kind of like that offside on a rally or a dump. Yeah. No, I was appreciating the input, man. Thank you. Hmm. Giga J. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to interject with, man? Anything you want to add? Uh, uh, just look for rallies, you know, and find major supports that got broken through because more than likely they're just going to be retested. A lot of the uh, Bitcoin altcoin pairings are actually moving up today. Like mana Bitcoin is up 21% right now. Right. So a, a lot of them are actually moving up against Bitcoin really well. Very interesting following that. Well, that's what I was saying. Like a lot of the alts stopped on the on the dollar price action. You know, they, they just did. They stopped continuing to fall with BTC mm-hmm. at around like twenty eight, twenty seven. 
Um, so it makes sense that the BTC values would be actually picking up if the dollar volume's not dropping. Yeah, and I'm thinking that you know some of these moves might have already played out at this point. So you know, like think about some of these going up 10, 20 percent on a dump day. How much of a move are we expecting? So that would be my two cents for anyone that's uh, buying the dip or whatever and expecting something to last for a while. It might, but this might be a quick move. For sure. And again, I'm not telling anyone not to be buying dips right now, but it is not really a great time, in my opinion, to be doing anything other than looking for reshort opportunities until those macros give us more signs of turning around. Again, the fact that this Wolfpack triangle you know, hasn't been busted yet. We're turning right around at support. Usually when this happens, you do see a much higher chance of faking out. You know, I'm not saying we don't break this down to the downside, but it's probably going to come later after maybe a potential another retest of at least like, let's say, 32 or if we get really lucky, 38, you know, and then break it down later on in a more aggressive fashion. Um, it's very possible that it does come here and that we do break out this this pattern early, but it's not as likely as as continue, you know, as faking it out, using that fake out as juice um, for the accumulation and then building our way back up to the top. But if we were to get back up to 40 and then see rejection at that point, you know, we're in deep water at that point. Like we know that 40K has been our kind of like flipping middle for the last well, since 2021, every time we, you know, we've pushed above 40, we start reaching for new highs. Every time we're back below 40, things drop off the face of the earth. So, yeah, if this turns into a fake out move, we we find support at 19 to 20. We turn around again over the next couple weeks, and we use the summer to regain the strength back into 40. Like I said, we, we it would really come down to what the Fed's doing, what the stock market's doing. If we're going to see some sort of midterm, short-term recovery in those spaces, then BTC will absolutely follow along. And if, you know, things keep going to shit and they keep raising interest rates, I just don't know if we're going to get that period of time in which that we do get that relief rally. It's got to be at the most unexpected point in time when no one's ready for it. You know, because I think right now, there's a lot of people hoping and waiting for a relief rally, right? Because we've just, you know, we've just, we've fallen, we barely pick back up, and then we fall again. And we barely pick back up and we fall again. And that's like worst scenario for the bulls, right? They're not getting any type of dead cat bounce. They're not being able to exit their positions, even if they DCA'd because they're not getting enough strength back into that upside move. But it's clear that the markets right now are, you know, low and slow, and it's going to take a while for recovery. Interest rates, here's an interesting fact. Um, yeah, so the three times in, like, I think the last 50 years that, in, that inflation has run over 5%. To bring it down, interest nominal interest rates have had to go over CPI. So, like, in classical macro terms, interest rates should need to get above CPI, which is currently 8.7%. Um so like it is very a very kind of like serious. It was a YouTube video I posted the other day, but it is like, look, this is Paul, it's Paul Volcker type territory in the eighties. Like we really are in that serious situation of inflation. Now on the other hand, you know, just looking back in my mind's eye to 
listened to Peter Schiff and Max Kaiser when I should have bought Bitcoin 13, 15 years, 13 years ago, 10 years ago. You know, the other theory is that like central banks won't be able to do that because it will utterly crater economies. So we could be living in a hyperinflationary era from here on out. You know, they might try and manage it, but inflation might like run at four or five percent for 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 a long time after a decade of pretty low inflation. You know, struggling to get two percent. Now that for me is like still kind of hitting one of my key confirmations on Bitcoin the macro, which is maybe it does turn into the hedge and inflation narrative, and that is. You know, that's that's when I'm looking at the macro, the kind of questions I'm asking is, is a macro lining up with the Bitcoin thesis or one of the Bitcoin theses? And right now, you know, you are looking at, are they going to do a Paul Walker? You know, literally gone to everyone's head and just did it. <laughs> Incredible uh, event, raising interest rates in the US so high in the 80s to dull but save the economy. Or are they just kind of trying to bleed it out forever? In which case, the aura value becomes a very, um, again, yeah, you know, it's why Bitcoin was created. Exactly. I was just thinking about that the other day, actually. Maybe we finally get to show our, our true colors in the Bitcoin space. And people realize more and more that fiat is just complete shit, you know, and that would pump Bitcoin. But people got to believe, you know, they right now they just there's there's like, I don't know. I'm not feeling the love in the space. That's for sure. I'm not feeling the hope, <laughs> right? So, yeah, two two things to say for that. One is in terms of feeling the love, like from retail. But you know, you're still seeing all the funds are still involved. Um, Sequoia had a big couple of billion allocated to crypto investment. I think it's it's more like maybe institutional money is here, you know, and they're just gonna be buying us up over the years but they are here so i'd like to hear more from people in the know in that field on grayscale and all that stuff to see how they're thinking about things but i think bitcoin would be a lot lower if they had ran out the door now and made kind of a lot of mistakes retail made i guess um i guess the store of value thing i think europe is probably a good place to kind of watch if people are looking for stronger stores of value because it's pretty much going to be a sovereign debt crisis towards the end of the year here with Italian and Spanish bonds just going nuts, you know, up from 0.2% to 4% in a year, which is massive. Um, the only way the Eurozone can really handle that is they can't hike interest rates too much. So the euro is really going to depreciate versus the dollar quite strongly, regardless of what the Fed is doing. And it's a matter of does that replicate itself in regards to the dollar and Bitcoin in the minds of, you know, institutional investors first? Once you see Bitcoin, like, making higher highs and all that again, like, retail are back. No worries. That's the way crypto works, I feel. Right. I mean, well, not the last time around, right? Because, like, retails came in so late to the party. Mm. You know, institutions were absolutely buying down at that previous bottom of 2020. Uh, we were told that USDC... Printed 700 million last night. And obviously, think about it. Why else would they be printing dollars if they weren't going to turn around and potentially be buying cryptocurrencies with those dollars? So, I mean, that's, you know, hmm, not a bad thing. There's definitely, again, signs of 20 to 23 being 
macro key level support. But if it doesn't hold, you know, you gotta, you're, you're gonna have to hold on because it's gonna get way worse. There's not a lot of stuff between 20 and until at least 13 down to 10. So we start closing dailies below $20,000 or more importantly, 19,500. Like I said, big, big trouble, big poo poo continuation very likely you know i i did not expect us to just between one day close below 28.5 and then wake up the next day and you know wake up to 23200 it could have happened over the course of a couple days but it may i mean man it happened so fast so swiftly you know planned out perfectly it's just how it goes sometimes have you guys discussed the celsius thing Mm -mm. we did not yet no Oh, so um, that's what happened over the weekend, man. I reckon that's what gave crypto such a punch in the face. Like FTX tried to liquidate Celsius. Probably will succeed too. Probably will. Yeah, it's Do gas you... on the crypto fire. Yeah. It seems like it's all been, you know, gas on the fire. Like the whole Luna thing was like literally a ticking time bomb hiding within the factory, you know, and that, that exploded. And then there's all these little guys that are now trying to, trying to explode like Celsius, like... I think I heard of a couple more, but yeah. Do you know all the fine details, Pio, about the Celsius thing? I just heard that they essentially stopped withdrawals. So yeah, I, the gist of it, hopefully there's some real nerds in the community who can explain it as they understand it. But um, yeah, so Celsius is DeFi yield farming. So the principle is very much similar as Luna. They basically saw that their collateralization collateralization level was really dependent on staked ETH, um, which is kind of queued up for it's illiquid until after the ETH merge. So they, they kind of vectored their attack on ETH um, and tried to squeeze down that position as it was so large and Celsius couldn't really sell it off. So Celsius, Celsius kind of had to start buying more ETH um, as their liquidation started coming up in that pool. And it put the rest of their collateralization in under pressure, which as the kind of community started to kind of look into it, as far as I saw on Twitter, the kind of collateralization of Celsius as information was coming out was just kind of looking a little bit worse, you know, and their position was in terms of their, their liquidity of their collateral. Um, so they're one of the big, basically like Celsius are a lot of DeFi. Mm-hmm. You know, it started to happen to try and liquidate them. It turned out then all the on-chain stuff started to just point back to Alameda, FTX, and mm-hmm. Bankman Friedman, who's, you know, we're part of the same kind of group of wolves who did it to Luna. So maybe they're just trying to clear out the market and take as much liquidity as possible, accumulate. It really feels like um, people are more moving the furniture around, you know, the big movers. Yeah, that would make total sense. They're always going to hype it out to be worse than it is and try and make it seem like it's worse than it is. So, I mean, they can do it. They probably would and they will. Yeah, just feels like the big the big gorillas in the jungle are just like, all right, like right, let's see if we can scare all these fuckers out of our jungle or eat them, you know? Yeah, but yeah. Whether the jungle's still going to be there or not, I, I believe, I really believe crypto's still going to be here, like I think a lot of this manipulation. I'm definitely not in it's going to zero mode. A million percent, they will. A hundred percent. Like the fact that we're still even trading above twenty thousand dollars, as far as everything goes, you know, is not a bad thing at all. Yeah, think of it like this: like 
Bitcoin and crypto, <laughs> Bitcoin and everything below it then are high betas of Bitcoin or higher betas. Bitcoin is a high beta of high beta tech stocks. So like, if you're looking at, and it takes every ounce of energy in my body not to just respond to 50 tweets a day on this shit. They're like, oh, Peloton's down like 98%. And I'm like, yeah, but Bitcoin's only down minus wah, wah, wah and I get so much stick for it, you know? <laughs> like, Tesla is down. Oh, Tesla's down. What is it down? It's down like 80-something percent. Like, Apple is down a shitload on the, from all-time high last year. Like, uh, I think it's around 50-60%. So, if Bitcoin was an equity, you'd just be trading along with the rest of them. Right. But no one's saying, like, oh, this fucking scam, Ponzi's going to zero. Fucking treadmills with iPads attached to them or fucking Ponzi dudes. Uh-huh. with Pio with the aggressive, aggressive language is well-suited for this. Oh, man, if you want to... If you want to split hairs, I'm your dude. <laughs> I love it. If I know I can win an argument, I, I'm like a troll in a cave, and I'll just like throw a bit of food out, and you come up to it. <laughs> Another bit. Once you're in a cave, I got a big club. It's called research argument. <laughs> yes. No, I love it. Yeah, I think we've pretty much covered all the base points today. Absolutely. Be careful going forward. Again, any type of starting entry right now, very critical that you keep an eye on it. You have you either set stop loss orders or you're only looking to reshort for the time being until things give us a more sturdy signal of uh, of rejection from these I guess support at these levels. Should see continuation still to the downside. I don't see any reason why we wouldn't continue the shorter again. The shorter term time frames are starting to look a little pooped out. Um, doesn't mean we can't drop still another five percent. Anything else you want to add, Giga J? Uh, I think you pretty much covered all the bases. I did have things to say, but then you called me Giga J, so you know it just kind of <laughs> fell off to the wayside. Mark Roundhouse. Yeah, there we go. Nah, just be patient. I think if if uh, for you know, because like this shit, I get it. The market's crazy. I get it. You know, it's like when in doubt, a little bit of patience will probably play off. You know, so you'd see the trend of the market. You don't know, you know, how, how to if you don't really have a strategy, then, you know, maybe you do a little bit of dollar cost averaging. Maybe you do, you know, um, but otherwise, if you have a strategy, just stick to it. Don't let your emotions control, you know, your decision making and just stick to your strategy. And if you don't have one, you should have triple confirmation as your strategy. What are you doing otherwise with your life? You're clearly making poor decisions. God, exactly. Triple confirmation's been short from 30,000. <laughs> And prior to that, fucking 38 and 48. So, yes, my friends, we appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully you got something good out of this podcast. And make sure you check out TripleConfirmation.com if you haven't yet for all the fine details of everything that we're working on. There's a lot of stuff going on in the back end. And we're hopefully going to be looking at releasing the TC bot in the next little while, at least for alpha testing. Very excited about that. Make sure to tune in to both discords for more information on that. And we hope that you guys have a great rest of your day. Thank you.